0: If we haven't met, my name is Carlos, and if it's your first time at Evergreen, whether you're online or you're in the room, we are thrilled that you are spending this special Sunday with us. Yeah. And you are. <laughs> I'm
1: married.
0: It was part of the, it was part of the notes, and so I, I didn't want you to. Now you're probably wondering why Chapter 32. If you're new, that would be a. a, a Important question, right? Well, um, here it's actually quite simple. Uh, Our church is over 95 years old, and there have been before us 31 lead pastors. And so we are the 32nd co lead pastors. And if you do the math in 95 years, That's a little over three years on average for each pastor. And so U.S. presidents last longer than evergreen pastors, guys. (laughs) So can I stop there? Please pray for us. (laughs) We're celebrating year one, but, you know, we're holding on. But it has been 12 months since this special moment where Jared and Ann Roth, they have passed the baton. There goes my halls. Uh, They have passed the baton of leadership. And what a special moment and what a special um, just last 12 months of our lives, just yeah. being able to carry this thing. And you got one too, but I think you lost it, didn't you?
1: No, it's in the office.
0: Okay. Just sort of, Just make sure. But this one's mine. But yeah. Um, so um, what we want to do today is we want to just express how we have experienced some change. And this is just part of the, this is part of the plan, guys. Don't, don't worry about what's happening here. Um we want to uh, just reflect on this last year and highlight um, some of the things that are new and exciting, but also um, to celebrate the fact that we continue to be a faith community with a clear purpose, mission, and vision.
1: And our purpose, as every purpose of every church should be in the entire world, um, it is to f- help people to love God and love people yes love others love God and love people and our mission is to help people find Jesus here near and far and you guys know this service 915 I know there are online um, viewers that are joining us so we're so grateful for our online community so thank you that's what we say to follow Jesus yes we love you we're so grateful for you That's what we say to help find and follow Jesus here, near, and far. And then our vision, it is to be the best place for all kids and youth in Washington County. And we get to do this together. You and I, we get to partner and do this together. And today we want to look back with gratitude at what God's done. But we also want to look forward with faith. So here is what we're going to do today. We're going to highlight some stories. We're gonna celebrate together, and this is why you receive poppers. Get
0: those poppers, right? We're ready. always we'll gonna enter
1: you know. our channel or enter Ann every single day of our lives, uh-huh. and then we are gonna make an invitation for you.
0: But before we do, we just want to share an experience that we had as we stepped into this leadership role, where we began to see that there is one common question that we were asked very often, and that question was, "How is it going?" Right. And people, I believe, ask that for various reasons. And so I think early on, I took it upon myself to answer that question, how it's going, based on what was happening that week. And that got kind of exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) And so we were given a gift about mid-year. And that was because this is very a common experience. Everyone wants to know how that first year is going. And so a seasoned leader in our movement, uh, Pastor Nate Petzl, uh, he said, here's, what, here's how you answer that question. You say this, things are going better than they ought to be. And that has been such a gift to us because you may have heard me say that these last six months. But not only do I like that answer because it saved me loads of emotional and mental energy, but because I believe that that is the most accurate answer ...to describe our year one experience. Things are going better than they ought to be. And one of the things that... Um, ...if there is a verse that captures... ...why chapter 32 is going better than they ought to be... ...it's, it's this moment in, in the life of the Israelites... ...where Joshua, their leader... Um, he, ...he begins to speak on behalf of God before they go into this thing called the promised land, and this is what he says. God speaking to his people. He says this in Joshua 24, verse 13. I gave you land you had not worked on, and I gave you towns you did not build, the towns where you are now living. I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not Plant them. And I remember coming across this verse midway through the year, and I wrote a little E in my Bible because I felt that that was my experience of chapter 32. I realized that we are much of what we are enjoying are things that came before us. You could say land that we did not work for, buildings that we did not build. And we're seeing fruits that we ourselves did not plant. And so why is chapter 32 going better than it ought to be? It's because of this. It's because God has given much to evergreen. And so we recognize and we celebrate and we invite you to celebrate as a church that God has, because of his master plan, has divinely positioned generously resourced, and properly equipped this body for his mission. Mm -hmm. And so chapter 32, we did not start from scratch. And this is why, if you ask how it's going, it's going better than it ought to be. Amen?
1: (laughs) And another reason that it's going better than it ought to be, it's because they are benefiting and building on the work of those before us um jesus says to his disciples in john 4:38, i sent you to reap what you have not worked for others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labor another translation says you have entered into their labor and that's what we are we are co-laborers with the people that have gone before us, we're co-laborers with God and his Holy Spirit and what he's building. And so we are so grateful to be here. And it was 31 pastors or pastoral teams that have gone before us that have stewarded this ministry But especially the last 13 years with Jared and Anne Roth that were led by them and others um, that have done the work. And we're so grateful that God's grace is allowing us to be the ones to reap those benefits. So today we celebrate that we are part of a bigger story. You and I are part of God's bigger story. And we're fully aware that, um, you know, we're the ones holding the baton today, but (laughs) <laughs> We're the ones holding the baton today, but it's, it's definitely God's grace and mercy that is God is here. Yeah.
0: And so one of the exciting things of being a baton holder is that it feels like we've earned season tickets, front row seats to God being at work in our community. And so what we want to do today is we want to share three things that we have seen God do in the last 12 months. And the first thing is we have seen God change lives. Yep. And I've, given, I've been given permission to share his story, but my friend Rudy is someone who is uh, a testament to this because a, a few months ago, uh, Rudy describes reaching a crisis point, reaching a point of desperation. Where he only knew but to turn to God. And in his time of need, as he cried out to God because he felt that if God would not intervene, he would fall back into destructive habits. How many of us have ever been there? Yes. And so in this moment, God reminded Rudy of some of the people in his life. And so he called a family member and he called a friend. And both of them encouraged to get into a faith community, and that faith community happened to be Evergreen. And so Evergreen, we were in a place where Rudy could come and learn about the God that meets us exactly where we are. And so this last Easter, Rudy made the faith decision to get get baptized in water, and we had the privilege of celebrating that together. And I've had uh, uh, several conversations with my friend Rudy, and it still inspires me every time I hear of him describe this unexplainable peace that he now has since his decision to follow Jesus. To to yeah, we oh, do. There you yeah, can we yeah. celebrate Rudy, who's here with us today? Thank you, Rudy. And so we believe that Rudy's life has been changed forever. And he joins the other 36 individuals that have decided to get baptized in this last year. Can we celebrate those 36? That's amazing. And furthermore, the 170 who have said yes to following Jesus for the first time. That's 170 lives who are forever changed. And this is why, Evergreen, we will continue to value unselfish relevance in our gatherings. And here's what that means. When we gather, when we plan, we work to create um, uh, services or gatherings that are challenging, helpful, and understood by our seeking friends. Because this is a value that we have. We think about those outside the doors, those that haven't come to believe in Jesus, or know of the God that loves them, that they can still belong before they believe. And so, we continue to be a place for the seeker, for the skeptic, and the critic. Because we believe that God meets us wherever we are. And this is why we've seen lives changed in chapter 32.
1: Because it is what God does. He is a redeemer of our stories. He redeems lives. And I know it's a cliche saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. God loves us just as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us just as we are. His love changes us. It's God's love that has the power to transform us from the inside out. And so we are inviting you to be encouraged. I don't know how many of you guys have friends and family that you are praying for would come to know Jesus. Like sometimes I see the pain, I see the struggle, and I want to continue to remind my friends and my family that, hey, I know it's hard, but with Jesus, It'll still be hard, but you'll have them fighting on your side. Amen. And you'll yeah. experience, like what Rudy said, a peace that you've not known before. So I want to encourage you, if you're here and or watching online and you have someone that you've been praying for, someone that you're believing that God can change, God can do it. Amen. So let's continue to be faithful, continue to pray, because God is able to do it. And we've seen God continue to build our community. Because that's what he does. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know this. And I know that it's harder maybe after COVID and the pandemic. And this next story, we'll share that. But push into community. We want God to continue to build community because it is the one. You know, we sing together. We can sing alone. (laughs) But it won't sound as good as everybody. There's something spiritual that happens when we come together and we worship God together. So there's an intentionality behind community. Um, I want to introduce you to the Lowe family, and their picture will come up. There it is. There they are, and they're sitting here in the front row, too, so if you want to meet them afterwards. Um, But they they came to Evergreen, and we asked them, we got a chance to hang out with them. We asked them, "What, what, what brought you to Evergreen, or how did you hear about it? How did you decide to make Evergreen your home? And what they shared with us is that they were longtime church people, but COVID interrupted. And as a family, they grew, and after the pandemic, they felt displaced. And because they felt displaced, it um, it was through some friends that they found Evergreen. And not only they shared that not only have they felt seen, but they've also felt a pull from the spirit. And this is um, how they knew that this is where they wanted to invest, and this is where they wanted to grow. And one thing that they shared that I loved is they said. It's refreshing to see a diverse community, and we are so grateful for that. So we continue to value what Jared and Ann placed before us, which is intentional diversity. We want to connect and engage men and women from diverse generations, ethnicities, and economic context. And Evergreen, if you've noticed, our community around is a diverse community. And every time I run into someone that, uh, you know, an ethnicity or someone that I see outside in the world, I start praying, God, I want to see. I want to see them at Evergreen. Yeah. I want to see them represented in our community. Yeah. And so we are intentional about um, platforming diversity in age, race, and gender. Yeah. We are intentional about partnering with our public district, public school district and our city. Um, and, you know, we, we began Chapter 32 by doing these things that we called family dinners where eight families opened up their homes and they hosted families because we were trying to connect families and allow for that diversity to continue to happen. And we've seen God grow this church because some plant the seed, some water it, but it is God that gives the growth. So we are so grateful for that.
0: Just having a conversation with a newer Evergreener, and he said that when he was looking for a church to plug into, one of the things he was looking was for a faith community with vibrancy. And so we're here to tell you, Evergreen, you are vibrant. <laughs> I want you to look at someone around you and say, you are vibrant.
1: Or type it in the comments, yeah, or type you it. are vibrant.
0: <laughs> and then the last thing uh, that we've seen God do in chapter 32, as we've seen him inspire generosity. Week after week, as you know, dozens of evergreens, they give of their time, uh, talent, and treasure, which is a value that we will continue to have, extravagant generosity, which we define as we give time, talent, and treasure here, near, and far. And week after week, we see dozens of volunteers step into uh, this value towards the purpose, mission, and vision of our church. And what we love about these volunteers is they're multi-generational and they come from a vast variety of of backgrounds and gifts. And and so um, this week that we are uh, going into alone, we have almost 100 volunteers for our summer jam, our on-site kids camp. Isn't that incredible? And so... Consider these 100 volunteers that are going to help set up. They're going to check in campers. They're going to connect with parents. They're going to sing, dance, and play and just be silly with students. Some of them are going to run activities. They're going to prepare lunches, lead small groups, provide safety, share the good news of Jesus, and most importantly, all of them, will embody the love of Jesus to 160 registered Evergreen kids and their friends. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Amazing generosity of time. And leading this charge because our Kids Pastor Kim has empowered our two volunteer camp directors, Lauren and Diana, and we want you to know them. Yes. Yes. Now, here's what you need to know about Lauren and Diana. They have spent hours planning for this week. As a matter of fact, I would say the last few years has been investment of time and talent towards these efforts, and they have casted vision, they have developed a theme, they've created a program, they've recruited, empowered, and trained leaders, they've administered registration, and so much more. And they've all done this as volunteers. How generous of them. So it's because of the generous volunteers that you are, Evergreen. Volunteers like Diana and Lauren. Not only giving of their time, but of their talent. Because they're really good at what they do. That makes us um, make this audacious or strive for this goal to be the best place for kids in our county. So would you do uh, me a favor, and when you see Diana and Lauren, would you thank them? Would you celebrate them? Um, Would you love on them? Because they are directing what I believe, I'm confident, is going to be the highlight of most of these kids' summer. And for some, it's going to be the first time they discover the love of Jesus Amen. in their life. Yeah. That's that's just amazing.
1: And because you are extravagant with your generosity, um, you are you give of your treasure. So we just want to highlight some of the things that we've seen and we've been able to do because of your giving. We were able to bless. in this last year, um, Precariously has students in the. Hillsborough School District, 264 students received a Christmas gift bag that you provided. So thank you. Then just recently, 31 senior grad gifts were given. And then to ARMS, um, which, if you don't know, it's a nonprofit helping victims of abuse, of domestic abuse, you guys gave over $9,000. So praise God for your generosity. That went to sponsor 66 Women. And then, Evergreen, you also gave to what we called Love Incorporated. And that was kids. Kids did all this. Your kids gave over $1,500 toward helping local foster care families with essential needs. Basically, diapers. So, that's a lot of diapers. So, good job, kids.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then... Um, another way that you practiced generosity this last year was through a Guatemala water project, and that was to help the remote village in Guatemala with building a new water catchment infiltration system. And we had set a goal of eight thousand dollars because it's a it's a big project in different phases. So phase one required eight thousand dollars. Well, you gave fourteen thousand dollars. So thank you for your generosity. We are so, so grateful, and we've seen God inspire generosity in this chapter 32, and so we have an invitation for you, um, and it's to join in into what God is doing, and these are some of the ways that you can join in. One, celebrate. John 4.36 says the harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. So thank you for helping us um, help people find and follow Jesus, because that is sure the best joy that I've ever experienced. Yes. So this is what we're going to do. The Word of God says to rejoice with those who rejoice. I so want you to bring out your
0: poppers. Popper time. We have a
1: lot to celebrate and we're going to put this um, action
0: point right now. If anyone has sensitive ears, oh, yes, please, you're welcome to um, plug, plug them in. We're plug sorry them. in advance.
1: Plug them. Ready? Yeah, you count us down. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, smell it. Take the smelling.
0: <laughs> Praise God for what God is doing. And we're going to need volunteers to help clean up after the service. So, <laughs> Continue to be generous with that. But here's uh, what, how we're also celebrating today. We have a special treat after the service that you are all invited and welcome to Linger. Uh, One of the things that we introduced to um, our congregation last year was one of my favorite dishes, which is pupusas. And so the pupusas are back, friends, if you enjoyed them last year. So it's a
1: stuffed tortilla. There's vegan and vegetarian options, just so you know.
0: There's a few other snacks. There are some fruit juices. Um, So we invite you. After the service to go to the playground and linger and celebrate because that's the way our family celebrated. For any reason, we cooked food, we ate. So we hope that that is one way that you are seen, (laughs) that you are loved. And so uh, we invite you into that. And the next thing we invite you to do is to pray, encourage, and cheer on E. And here's how you can specifically pray. You can specifically pray for us as we prepare to recast vision in September. You can also specifically pray for the Evergreen Council, who is made up of eight uh, Evergreeners that volunteer their time and shared stewardship between Elsie and I and those eight. They shared stewardship of facilities and finances. And so pray for them that God would continue to give them wisdom to be good stewards of what God gives us. We also encourage you to be champions and cheers of our volunteers team. When you you see a volunteer serving, make sure to thank them. Make sure to celebrate the way that they are making our church amazing. And then lastly, the way you can cheer on is by just championing Evergreen. Good things shouldn't be kept a secret. And so we invite you to invite your friends to be a part of what God is doing here.
1: And then... This last action one that you're already being really good at. But maybe you're here and you've not practiced it yet. This is a great opportunity for you to consider. Or maybe you've been like, Lord, give me a sign. This is it. it. The Lord is answering your prayer. And that last one is to give generously of your time, talent, and treasure. A lot of you, like I said, already doing that, so we thank you, but for those of you that are here or maybe joining us online that haven't yet, we're inviting you to be generous, so you're invited to invest of your time, of your talent, and your treasure, and you can do that by filling out a connection card and saying, I want to volunteer um, or join one of the teams, or you could set up your recurring giving through your banks bill pay or going through the evergreen app or acc4.org slash give and doing it that way we just want to make it easy for you to give yes. so there you go that is how you can practice that
0: <laughs> and as we invite the band to come up who's going to lead us in a closing song we want to uh make sure that you all know that you are welcomed into what god is doing here in chapter 32 And I was um, listening to one of my favorite songwriters' um, songs, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote a lyric in the Play Hamilton. Any Hamilton fans? Yeah? Yes. Well, there's a lyric in his song that goes like this. Look around, look around, how lucky we are to be alive right now. Did I get it?
1: You said you weren't going to sing it.
0: I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Riker hasn't let me audition, so this is my moment right here. Do you hear that, Riker? Do you need to hear it again? It says, look around. The lyric says, look around, look around, how lucky we are to be alive right now. And I believe Jesus said it better. He said it in John 4, 35. He said, I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. And I believe both of these men are speaking to this foreseen opportunity, this exciting moment in time, something that is bigger than all of us that we are invited not to miss. And so I invite you, look around, open your eyes. God is doing something. And he wants you to be a part of it. Amen? So
1: our question to you as we end today is, can you imagine? And it's also the theme of the new Elevation album, Worship, if you're looking for new worship music. But it's written in Ephesians 3.20. And it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And that's what we get to do. We get to partner with him. And it is his power through us. And what I love about God is that when he created us humans, he gave us a mind and the ability to imagine That's what sets us apart from all of creation. We get to imagine in our minds the things that God can do. And then we get to use our bodies to create and see those things come to be. So can you imagine? Would you stand right there where you are? Imagine celebrating hundreds of people following Jesus imagine cheering them on as they get baptized imagine having the encouragement and prayers of each other in difficult circumstances imagine the lives of kids and youth and families that will be impacted for eternity because of your extravagant generosity imagine your friends and families that are far from God, responding to an invitation to join online or in person. Because with God, all things are possible.